Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, make sure... You're subscribing to the Five Reasons YouTube channel. You're going to hear from the host of our Post Up 5R show tonight. Of course, Greg and I are the hosts of Before Floor. That's an hour before every heat game. Brady joins us there with Jonathan, Ricky, and others. Also, check out FiveReasonsSports.com for the latest takeaways from Brady, Hawk, and others, not just on the Miami Heat, but also on the other teams in town. And check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Look. If you live in South Florida, you know, water damage, that's a definite possibility. Fire damage, that happens everywhere. Mold damage, that too. You got to find a reputable, fully licensed and insured and certified contractor. Water cleanup of Florida here for you 24 hours a day. When a disaster strikes in your home or business, you need specialized, fast and reliable services. Water cleanup of Florida understands the impact and stress that an unexpected disaster may cause. They got over 60 years of combined experience. Michael, Robert and the team. They're also huge Miami Heat fans. Udonis Haslam photos all over the warehouse. They're also third generation contractors in South Florida. So they want to maintain their sterling reputation, make the cleanup and insurance claim process as painless and hassle-free as possible. So reach out to water cleanup of Florida. Again, that's watercleanupflorida.com. They're the only contractor you need. They'll handle everything for you. Michael can be contacted on his personal cell phone. That's 954-579-0356. You can send him emojis too. Don't tell him I told you that. Michael Greenstein, 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 I never know. 954-579-0356. And it's watercleanupflorida.com. If you've got the schmutz, they got the guts. And now, today's episode. Down to Biscay. Yeah. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I got Greg Sylvander. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander. I've got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. And as mentioned earlier, I've got the host of Post Up 5R. You can find him at Royal A. Shepard on Twitter. And again, you can find him on Post Up after every single heat game or almost every single heat game. Uh, we took a couple off lately, but he'll be back for the playoffs. Uh, Royal, of course, uh, as the host of Post Up, he he runs a group that includes uh, Gad Katarhana, who's been on here with us as well. Jonathan Ramlikan, Brian, uh, Brian Young. Uh, and many others. Kendall, you find all of them on post up 5R. Here's what we're going to do today. Okay. We, we have a little bit of an echo chamber here. Greg and Alex and I have done what 200 pods this season, and we kind of cover the same topics. 
but sometimes we need another voice here. So I'm going to introduce some narratives that have been going around the network, Twitter, national media this year, and we're just going to all have at it. All right. So I've not introduced them in advance. I'm just going to go with this right now. Okay. I'm going to give a statement that has been taken to be true by some. Okay. These are not, this is not just me bringing it out of thin air. This is not a straw man stuff, but again, it may not be the majority of heat fans, but it's enough that it's gotten in the space. All right. So I'm going to start with this one because this is Royal's favorite. Uh, if you're not aware, Royal has uh, has a has one jersey he holds holds, uh, holds dearest to his heart, and it's a number 14. So we're going to start here with Tyler here. He's holding it up. <laughs> it's, we're going to go with this one. The Miami Heat to get to where they need to go need a three level scorer that's better than Tyler Hero is right now. Royal, go. I told you I wasn't going to do this, but that's fucking unfair, Ethan. Like, because right now, you do this to me as soon as they fall on the easy side of the bracket so that they have, like, a clear avenue to the finals. If they would have fell on the other side of that bracket, then I would have been like, ah, yes, absolutely, they need one. But considering the way that the chips are falling for them, going for the one seed, being rewarded for that by falling on the side of this bracket that should produce a relatively easy track to the finals, I think if they see any team outside of Phoenix come to the finals, they should win that series. So, yes, they could absolutely win a title with Tyler Hero as their best three-level scorer. But I hate you for putting me in a position to have to say that. I appreciate that I brought out the hatred so early in the episode. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to go with one follow-up here before I throw it over to Greg. Okay. Uh, if they were to fall short in, say, the Easter Conference Finals, which I, which is a, something we're going to get into now because I think you and I, and I think all of us on the pod have sort of set that as the bar now. Now that the bracket... Uh, now the bracket set up the way it did that I think we all agree it would be a disappointment if they don't at least reach the Eastern Conference Finals. I think we're in agreement on that. And lose okay. Well, I understand that. Right. That's the same thing. Okay. So with that being said, Royal, if that's the case, if they get to the Eastern Conference Finals and lose, okay, do you think that an upgrade in terms of having their uh, as a number one primary scorer on this team, and we'll get into Jimmy in a second, will be required in the offseason. For sure. I think that's just the natural progression of things. You're going to need a guy that's able to take over the offense for longer stretches of the game, um, and you're going to have to use whatever pieces you have necessary in order to get that guy. You said we're going to get to Jimmy uh, next, but that's the guy who I'm looking at in terms of, like, you, this is your season. Like, so if you don't bring me a chip here or we go out sad in the Easter Conference Finals, because going out in the Easter Conference Finals isn't necessarily a disappointment. It's how you go out in the Easter Conference Finals. If you go out in the Easter Conference Finals in a competitive series against either Boston or Milwaukee, then there's no shame in that. But if you if you get swept, then somebody has got to go. And we got to get somebody in here who can help us uh, in terms of being a lead dog on the offensive end of the ball. Greg, I'll go to you on this. We've had many discussions about Tyler and kind of where he's at. I think we're all in agreement on this also, at least on five on the floor, that this has been the best development this season in terms of the step that Tyler's taken. But is it enough if they go out in the Eastern Conference Finals and let's say that a Donovan Mitchell is out there and that Tyler Hero is the lead piece that you need to get something like that done as we're all sort of expecting Utah to implode, if not in the first round, then definitely in the second round. I mean, if they lose in the Eastern Conference Finals, it's yeah. absolutely plausible. I think that like to anyone that would deny that is is lying to themselves to some degree. Although, I mean, there's there is arguments to be made that Tyler Hero is progressing at a 
at a rate with which he'll arrive at an age where he is pretty much what some of these guys already are now. And these guys are going down. So I guess where I'm going with this is, is that Donovan Mitchell, absolutely. Bradley Beal to me does not move the needle to the degree that they need to actually get over the hump. So why sacrifice a young Tyler hero, one of the top, I don't know, 18, 17 players under 25 in the league, in my opinion, for, you know, a nominal increase in Bradley Beal. So Donovan Mitchell, that's one conversation. A lot of these other names that we float around when we get transaction happy, that's where I start to deviate from the, I think the crowd. All right, we're going to go to number two, and I'm going to let Alex weigh in here with Royal on this one. So I said I'd get to Jimmy Butler. So let's get let's get to this. This has been a common sentiment on Twitter. Okay, and again, this is some of this is outside of South Florida, but sometimes inside that that you cannot win a championship with Jimmy Butler as your best player. Royal, do you agree with that? No, I do not. <laughs> again. <laughs> uh, Prior to Miami falling on this side of the bracket, I did not. But I see a clear path to Miami getting to the finals and winning it. And I believe Jimmy Butler can lead the way this season. Matchups considering. But it's like, if we have to make that argument, can he really, though? Like, it's like, am I how confident am I, am I in him beating the Bucks as the lead guy? I'm not very. I saw him got outscored by Brent Forbes last year. Like, can he lead us against Phoenix? I don't believe so. So... I mean, the question comes in, but yes, if the things fall right, then Jimmy Butler can be the best player on the team, win the championship, but they have to break right, though. But I guess that's the case for any championship team. Can Alex? I sneak something in here? Just yes, real go quick. Ahead. I'm, I'm barging in. I'm Leroy Jenkins on this thing. So um, you, you asked me the question about the upgrade in the offseason, and I think Royal alluded to there's so many variables that go on in a playoff series, et cetera, like for context. And it would be how they went out, right? It's not just that they go up, but how wouldn't the question have to be raised at some degree. If, if they go out and Jimmy is struggling against the bucks again, and that's how they go out. Will a question become, are you, is Jimmy a piece that you are, are they, that the organization would be open-minded to moving? Am I crazy by even posing that question? Well, I, I think, and right I'm going to flip are. it to, I'm going to flip it to Alex here. I mean, I, I don't think you're crazy by posing the question. I, I think that the circumstances would have to be so extreme for that to actually happen that I don't know that it's worth a lot of time to consider. I mean, the first thing we addressed this yesterday, the ridiculous rumor that Jimmy Butler is going to ask out if things don't go well, that there's no, I mean, cold day in hell. Okay. That that's not happening. Okay. Jimmy's not asking out. They're not forcing him out. None of that crap is true. That's just clickbait. Okay. And it's, it's clickbait from what was kind of a poorly written story that then was aggregated even more poorly and then aggregated even more uh, after that. Uh, but, but I, I do think that obviously if we're going to talk about, you know, if you have an extreme failure, okay. An extreme failure, a loss in the first round to a Charlotte or Atlanta or a Cleveland, that's a different conversation. Okay. than the one we're having, which I think all of us are assuming minimum second round, and then, you know, that you likely beat Philadelphia or Toronto and you get to the Eastern Conference Finals. But I'll go to you this, on this, Alex. We have seen over recent years that you need a, a top 10 player to win a championship most of the time, right? Like you need, uh, you know, there, there's a few, you know, outliers from that. We talk about a couple of Pistons teams, et cetera. Uh, but you, you need a guy who's playing at a top 10 level. So I ask again. Do you believe in the narrative that you can't win a championship with Jimmy Butler as your best player? No, 
but I do understand why people are hesitant to think that this team can win a title with Jimmy Butler. Like, it's fine. I, I get that opinion, but I don't. I just don't happen to believe in myself. Like, I think it, it has less to do with Jimmy himself, just because I kind of know where his game's going to be at. And I think he's shown that he can step it up in the playoffs when he has, you know, enough help on the team and the, the right team around him. And so I think it's less to do about Jimmy Butler and more of my confidence in the rest of the team and what they're about, you know, what they can do on the court that it feels like they can go up. And this just kind of what I reverted back to since the start of the season, you go at every single matchup and it feels like they can compete with every single one of these teams in a long, hard playoff. Like, I don't think any of these matchups would be an easy series at all for any contender that you throw out there. And, and I honestly believe that. I just think that what the Heat are capable of defensively, uh, the amount of weapons that they now have offensively compared to last season, like I just think it's on a different level now. And so that confidence makes me worry less about Jimmy because like the numbers have pretty much been the same more or less throughout these few regular seasons. And I think that obviously the huge difference was what happened in the 2020 playoffs versus last playoffs. So, you know, maybe he's not going to be finals Jimmy because they're not going to, you know, they're not going to rely on him to be that guy to just create stuff all the time. But I do think like, I do believe in Jimmy to just be this high level player. Like I think wherever you have him ranked, he's right around top 10 and I get it. Like, and this is why I get that opinion that people have, like, he's not this, guaranteed top 10 player that everybody you know agrees to agrees on people notice that he doesn't have a reliable jump shot like everybody points that out so I think you know when you look at those things it's hard to look at him and be like yeah he could be your number one scorer but I think the things he's really good at are the things he's really good at they've done it before and now they have a you know the proper team around him to optimize his game and I, I just think you know they have enough now I don't I'm not guaranteeing they'll make it but they have enough Royal, yeah, sure. let you close can I kick him a little bit? This. Yes, can go I ahead. Kick him a little bit? Uh, so this that sounds to me like you're more confident in the team's depth than you are in Jimmy Butler as the best player. And that's kind of like where, where it's, it's, it's not about it being one or the other, but the question is not about can Jimmy Butler be the best player on this team and win a championship? It's can Jimmy Butler be the best player on the team? Like if you remove him, like does the situation have to be perfect for Jimmy Butler to be the best player on the best team? Because Yeah, relatively. That's why he's in Miami. That's why yeah, he landed here because everywhere else I'm, can't manage his ass, but he Miami it fits. So yeah, I think there's he, some. But but he couldn't be the best player on the on any other team outside of Miami, and is that he's more in Orlando? Uh, they win 35 games. If is that a testament to the team that Miami built, the organization of Miami, or is that we a know he's not? Change? We know question. he's not a Giannis or a KD or that, that type right. of elite talent. So like. It, that feels like we already know all that. But let me ask. Let me ask you this, Royal. Let me let me flip this back at you. The 2014 Spurs. Who was the best player on that team at that time? Kawhi? No, not really. It depended on the night. Like from night to night, it was a different person. Like some nights. But, but I, I think I think that's I think that's the point. I, I I think the point is that if you have like sort of a I think you've kind of said it, if you have kind of a perfect collective, right, then he can be the best of a lot of very good players. Like, but you have to have a, almost a perfect collective. It has to be a 2014 Spurs. It has to be a 2004 Pistons, right? It has to be that type of team. It's not going to be the 2016 Cavs, right? Or e even but the 2019 then, Raptors, Kawhi was a top 10 player at that point. But even then, like when you do that, then you can pretty much put that for any elite or almost elite player in the NBA. You can say the same thing for Paul George. You can say the same thing for Kawhi Leonard. You can say the same thing for a lot of very he good, actually did but it. not great. Huh? Yeah, Kawhi did it. 
Except well, no. you can say it for Zach Levine or something. Yeah, you can say it for Zach Levine or Demar Derozan. You can say it for a lot of guys. Like if I gave them everything, mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? They could be the best player on the championship team. And so that means that that means is it really that special to be to say yes that Jimmy Butler can be the best player on the championship team at that point? Well, I, I saw a stat a couple of years ago, or not a stat, but just it was somebody making an assertion about this. They really stuck out. There was like a 25 year period where there were only like seven players who were the best player on a championship team, right? It was like, it was Duncan, it was Kobe, and Dirk. you could argue Shaq for the Shaq-Kobe teams. Dwayne, Dwayne, Dwayne LeBron. I mean, that, they, they, you're really talking about a very, very small subset. Again, except with these exceptions, which is what, you know, the Heat are trying to be the 2014 Spurs, okay, or the 2004 Pistons instead of the 2015 Hawks. Like, that's... That's what the, I mean, I was at Dolphins camp today and there's a couple of guys who follow the NBA, but they're not like hugely into the heat. And they're like, aren't the heat a little like the 2015 Hawks? And if they get bounced in the second round or go out feebly, that's a comparison that's going to be made. I think Jimmy's better than anybody who was on the 2015 Hawks for, for making that comparison whenever I did. But but you did. But you're not the only one. All right. I, I do want to we're going to get to BAM next. OK, we've got three more narratives to get to with Royal Alex. And Greg, before we do, I want to tell you about a great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network, our friends over at prizepicks.com. Use the code 5FIVE. The site's back up. The app's back up. So don't worry about it. You can play everything. Of course, you can play the NBA, but you can also play MLB, NHL, MMA. Um, you could, They got NASCAR. They've got everything on there. And you can combine from different sports. So you're not limited to just one sport. You can play two, three, four, five players together. You can also play the power play or the flex play, depending on how much you want to risk. If you use the code five F I V E, you get up to a hundred dollars match. So you put down a hundred, they will give you a hundred and you don't need to play it all at once. So go to prizepicks.com, use the code five F I V E. And we want to mention our product code also five RSN that's for therapistpreferred.com. That's the gummies, the tincture, the sports cream for recovery, for sleep, go to therapistpreferred.com. Use the code five RSN. You get 25% off again it's therapistpreferred.com 5rsn prizepicks.com f-i-v-e all right let's get to another one here for the heat to reach their ceiling and for him to ultimately be worth what the heat have invested in him bam Adebayo needs to become an aggressive offensive force royal nope <laughs> a Bam Adebayo, I'm, I'm a Bam Adebayo stand of sorts. Bam Adebayo doesn't have to grow a single inch of his game. He is the best defender in the NBA, and I will not move off of that rock. Uh, he's the best defender, the best defensive player that we've ever had. I'm sorry, Lazo. I love you, but Bam is a better defender than you. Um, he's just he does so many things other than scoring that you can build around someone like that, and you can find scoring anywhere. We found it in Tyler Hero. We find it in Max Drews. It's so many different ways. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, 
flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. To generate points. But it's not very many ways to replicate what Bam does on the defensive end. So if, he never, if his game never grows another inch, although we would love it to, if his game never grows another inch, he's already worth the money that we paid him. Uh, Alex added in everything Royal just said in place of my spot right here because I agree with everything he just said, point blank, period. Moving on. Alex, I'll, g- I'll give you a minute. I mean, it's true. Like, I, I, I don't even need a minute for that. Like, I couldn't agree more what Royal said. I still, like, we're all hard on him because we see those flashes that he can be better. And so I think that's why we had those expectations. It's like... Kind of that tough love stuff because you could just do it here from our computer screens. Like, bam, go in there, post up, go in there and be Kevin Gardner like you say you are. And it's happening gradually. I get it. It's a little frustrating. But, and and I get frustrated with too. Like, I've, I've spoken my, with my own frustrations with Spo as much as I think he's the best coach in the league and all that. And I don't know anything. It feels like there's times where they can still run more offense for him. But I agree with everything like they're saying. They, what he's right now, is really one of one because other guys are not like it in the league. He's an absolute cheat code, and really, what Royal said. I think right. people get uh, I think people get confused about like what my actual takes are because they watch me after every game, and my job is to talk about that game. So mm-hmm. if Bam is not aggressive enough that game. I'm going to talk about him not being aggressive enough that game. I'm going to curse him out, do him a little song and dance, and get on about my business. But holistically, I've seen too many games. I watch every game, like it, so. I've seen too many games of Bam not scoring at the level that we would like yet completely controlling the game. So that, that kind of like the people who want to, you know, have him become a 25, 28 point per game score to, in order to validate his contract, they don't make sense to me. Like he's enough right now. All right. We're going to get to what I'm going to call number well, number four. I'm going to call it the hot take Harry uh, themed narrative here. Uh, there's a few of these. Uh, Harry's going to get upset at me when he runs into me at Sistrunk Marketplace again, but it is what it is. Uh, so I'll go to this one, Royal. You can start here. And, and again, not to pick on a particular player, but the Duncan Robinson contract a affected the Heat negatively this way this year because that is a common uh, opinion that's out there. Uh, and B is proof that the Heat, after what happened, especially in 2016 and 2017, should not take care of their own players to any significant degree when they can replicate those players another way. I'm not going to go to Harry's third, which is that you should trade all of them for a second round pick. I'll just go with the first two. Okay. Okay. So, uh, no, his contract is not bad for Miami. I think his contract was signed so that he can be traded. Duncan Robinson, the contract is an A plus Duncan Robinson, the basketball player is an F like that's, that's where I am. Like it just, he's just not, 
he's not useful at what he was tasked to do for this team. So I don't care about his contract at all. Like we're going to trade it one way or the other. So that is where the value is. And so I, I wish they could have paid him more money to be like this. Like, I don't really care about this contract as much as uh, some other people. I do understand the concern with it though. Like if you're paying someone to be a high level role player, then you expect that them to produce as a high level role player. And he has not done that uh, this season. So, I mean, look, I'm cool with the contract as long as it's traded. If it's not traded, then I'll have a problem with it. If we get to year three of it. Greg. I think it's the beauty of um, the way the deal was structured is that it's just the right salary that it can be tradable. Nobody is like going to be like, Oh my gosh, we got to swallow that deal. Like a son Whiteside contract or a Russell Westbrook contract. It's not like that. <clears throat> and if there's one skill that there's lots of teams that I think really, really could use and could talk themselves into watch enough highlights, watch enough film to think maybe we can revive some of this. Um, and all I say, when I say all that about reviving, um, his shot, he actually kind of, from a percentage perspective, picked up a lot of points that maybe he was losing earlier in the year. Um, and he's shooting above league average. Right. So like, I, mm. I, I don't know, but I'm, but this is where I'm going with this is that the beauty of his contract is that a shooter is going to be able to eat, be easily moved. So if they decide that they need to, you know, get a better player in the front court or whatever it may be, it's a, just a logical piece. So. Alex, you've always been the counter on this, so I'll let you go. You knew to come to me, and you were right to come to me here, Ethan, because, look, man, I agree with what you guys were saying about Duncan being the most tradable asset there is. It's been, like, the, the worst-kept secret. Everybody knows that Andy Ellisberg and them know what they're doing when it comes to that very extremely tradable contract. I disagree that he sucks or whatever. Like, I still think, you know, he's def – I agree that he's not the – he doesn't play as, like, the fourth-best player on the team. Like, that's – a thousand percent agreed on, but he's still good at what he does, man. Like, I think just because he's not starting anymore, those numbers with him as a starter, were still very good all season, just like they have been for the past three seasons. They've been in the top three in shooting percentage all season. They've been, you know, in the top half, mostly in the top 10 for, for most of the season in offensive rating. And not that that's all Duncan, but I'm just saying there's a, he provides a lot of benefits to the team, all the stuff that he provides to other guys, uh, you know, getting easy scoring stuff, things that we talk about, all season, I just feel like you know we gotta we gotta balance it out with Duncan a little bit, man. Like, you know, he was not meant he was not meant or brought in here to be very good at his skill set. He was meant to be elite, and he has not been that. He's been at forty percent since December. Oh man. my God! Quit with the overall forty percent thing. He was at like twelve percent no, earlier. Quit, quit with the data. <laughs> uh, yeah, quit with your statistics. I don't care about your goddamn numbers. I care about what I've seen. Where has the impact been with that forty percent? It has not been there. I just told you the impact was there with their numbers as a five man unit being great throughout the entire oh season. Uh, I think about so. About two things. They were two the things. one seed with all these guys missing over like that. It's been a good team throughout different units. And I, all I'm saying that is, is not because of Duncan Robinson, Alex Toledo. Oh, he's a but part of Spo the made the, the lineup change. So the proof yeah. is in what has actually transpired, right? So like ultimately. Things. He's still, yes, the, the team was going to be good regardless because the team is well constructed and Duncan, you know, didn't shoot. I mean, 37% on eight attempts is not, you know, he wasn't like in the 29% range where you can't play him, except there were some games that he got played off the floor. I just think ultimately what is Spo decided 
And I think Spo knows more than all we do, right? Well, it wasn't it wasn't just Spo either. It was Spo in consultation with his veterans. So so more or less the same minute. So it's like I think all of this has been a little bit overplayed. Where Max and Duncan are getting more or less the same role, except now it's in it's reversed, and now we act like Duncan has been completely benched or something. And when he's in there, he's still impacting the team. Like I just don't think there is actually anything that points to him not being an impactful player, other than the month of November that we're all remembering more than the rest of the season. Well, especially is he at home, going to be Royal consistently Royal, in the rotation in the playoffs. Like, is he still going to be in there? Well, the I think like, he is, is. I think he is at the start, Royal. I, I don't know if he will be at the finish. That that's that's the thing. Well, let, let me let me ask you this question before we flip it because I got a general team question to ask uh, for our fifth narrative. If <laughs> If Max Struess, let, let's say they've got some time with Max, okay? He's got two more years. They signed another of these brilliant contracts where they don't have to pay him yet. They have some time to decide. If Max is at this level in or slightly improved from here in two years, do you pay him again like you did Duncan? Do you, do you just keep recycling these guys but then paying them? Or do you say to Max, you know what, we're just going to find another one in two years? I pay him and trade his ass too. Like, just well, be honest, like, <laughs> just well, keep doing it. Like, if it works. To Royal's point, though, likely will also be a slight market correction for a guy that gets overpaid like that. And the Heat will be able to point to Duncan Robinson in that regard to get the salary down a bit, um, provided that the cap doesn't explode. But here's the other thing. Max Struess can do other things that Duncan Robinson can't do. So the more alley-oops Max Struess catches from half court from Kyle Lowry, like that stuff that is... Um, it's the other stuff. And I'm not saying alley-oops, like that's the big thing, but I mean like just doing other things on the floor, being athletically, that way. Athletic, yeah, exactly. athletically, they're different. I don't think there's any question about that. I think you can argue maybe Duncan's better positionally as a defender at this point, but Max is able to make up for things with athletic ability, whereas Duncan can't. All right. Royal beat uh, Alex so soundly there that Alex's computer shut down. So he's going to be back with us in a second. We'll go to our last narrative. Uh, but before we do, I want to tell you about one more sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Our friends over at You Break Wheel Fix, the wheel repair, refinish, and custom wheel specialist. They offer the big three of all your car wheel needs with over 20 years of experience. You Break Wheel Fix, that's with a U, the letter U at the front, repairs damaged wheels from curb rash, cracks, or bends, all under one roof with in-house powder coating. CNC machining and polishing. They also offer the new custom wheels with all your favorite brands and no credit check financing up to five grand for a new set of wheels. Fast turnaround times on all repairs. They even provide the loaner wheels in many cases. You break wheel fix. They're currently located in North Miami off Biscayne and Northeast 146th Street. It's Biscayne and Northeast 146th. They're moving to a bigger facility soon, but catch them while we're there. We'll give you the details as soon as they move to the new spot. 305 748 0112. That's 305 748 0112. Youbreakwheelfix.com or check them out on Instagram, Facebook by that same name, Youbreakwheelfix, changing the way that you see wheels. Reach out to Mark and everybody down there. Make sure to tell them five reasons sent you for a discount. All right. Alex is back. Um, his computer has survived. His takes have survived. We're going to go to the last one here because this is this is the preeminent one going around today. And I want to I want to handle this because it's mostly the national media. This is not from Heat fans, but we've even talked about this on five on the floor. Royal, in your view, and I know you say this is setting up for them. I get it. OK, but just generally bracket, no bracket. Are the Miami Heat, in your view, a soft number one seed? No, uh, I think. I think Miami has earned this one seed like the hardest way possible to earn it. Like with your main guys being out, having to rely on your depth. I think relying on depth is a hard way to become a top seeded team in the uh, East. 
as opposed to just relying on superstars. That's you have to rely on a lot of guys. So that meant that it took several people within the organization to make it work. It took the star players, it took the coaching, being able to figure out how to make guys who weren't expecting big roles to like fit and still be successful in those roles. So no, they're not a soft one seat because they are the deepest team in the Eastern Conference for sure. Like they can, they have a litany of guys that they can go through and just pluck off the bench and be a pain in your ass the entire series. So uh, any team is going to have a tough time with Miami in the, in the playoffs. And that makes them a legitimate one speed because they've, they've done the work to become one. Alex, I'll let you go first on this one. Cause I know what Greg's answer is going to be. Alex, go ahead. I mean, look, I agree. Like, I think they're, if you want to look at them as soft, that's not talking about their game. It's probably talking about, you know, we were talking about earlier, just not having that type of elite uh, superstar level talent that everybody wants to look at. And I feel like we've kind of been driving that point home because obviously there was the, the possibility of having to play the Nets in the first round, you know, other teams being taken more seriously as contenders in the East of Miami. And we had this, this, as a topic a few weeks ago, I believe, as far as the Heat being a soft number one, if other teams want to think that, let them go ahead. It's it's better for the Heat. I think they play better when they have a chip on their shoulder. I hope I hope they hear this. I hope that they hear that they're being talked about as this like fake number one or that teams would want to play them because I just don't, don't see why. And I know that they feel the same way. Like this is a team that's going to be absolute hell to play against if you're on the offensive side of the ball and then on defense, you got to account for a bunch of shooters four really good players. Like it's just a lot going on, obviously not, not to mention, you know, having the best coach in the league. It's not a team you want to play against. They're not a soft number one. The, I bring this up today, Greg, for a couple of reasons. One, the ringer talked about it on their pod. Again, uh, this seems to be a consistent thing with the ringer and the athletic in particular. I mean, ESPN just ignores them. The ringer and the athletic just tend to take shots of them. And, and also that the, the, the heat uh, they've heard it. Like it was clear today by some of the responses, whether it's from Haslam uh, or hero or others that they, they know that, that people are not taking them particularly seriously. We never would have called the big three a soft number one. And yet I can argue that the team in 2013, 14, even though they were coming off two championships, that was a soft number one, that team didn't defend the whole damn year. I, I said this um, when I was on with Alex Dono today, I walked in that locker room, uh, you know, in San Antonio after they got beat and they knew they were getting beat. Okay. I mean, their only chance to win that series was the air conditioner not going off. And honestly, even if it, it hadn't, even if Popovich hadn't pulled that prank, they, they still probably would have lost that series anyway. But when I walked in there, the first thing Shane Battier said to us was, I knew we weren't winning a championship this year because we weren't top 10 in defensive rating. Um, this team is that, I mean, I don't know how you call a team soft, you know, soft number one when they're, you know, 12th in offense, but they're top five in defense. And, you know, that team was a soft number one because that team had to play Tony Douglas as a starter at times. That team had to roll off Michael Beasley. I, lo- I know. I'm sorry, Alex, off the bench. OK, in, in, in the last in the deciding game, that team had no depth. Rashard Lewis was way past his prime. Like this is a better team. LeBron James, notwithstanding. I think this is a better overall team than the last year of the big three teams. With, I hope this video gets posted because Royal shake. I know he shook head. his head, but I, I was there every team, minute with that team. I feel him because any team with six, three, one, like, are we really <laughs> yeah, going like, to do the thing? You crazy. Like, you got your rabbit ass mind. And I will not be a part of this. No, I'm with you on not. this one. 
but but I will say that a that that team needed a retool to Ethan's point. Like, so we can acknowledge that portion of it. But the top heavy they started the Tony Douglas for a significant Amen. portion of the as, season, as well Listen. as LeBron Raymond James. I, I understand that, but also, I mean, you had Dwayne, like literally, like you. I mean, this was before Dwayne got the miracle treatment. Yep. Okay, and all of yep. a sudden, back in fifteen, sixteen, he was, was back to being a seven to himself. <laughs> that Dwayne was better than this cow. That, that, that weight was better than this cow. Kyle oh, I thought you said Jimmy. I was about to say, hold on. <laughs> no, Kyle this is an interesting road we're going down. But yeah. to, 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 to <laughs> oh no, 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 no. You know, no, Greg. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna let Royal jump in here. Was that Dwayne? Was that Dwayne? And everyone knows how I feel about Dwayne. Was that mm-hmm. Dwayne who was in and out of the lineup all year, who wasn't particularly efficient, who had horrible collective numbers with LeBron. Okay. To the point that Spo told me he didn't even want to play them together anymore. Cause their, their on off numbers were terrible when they were together. Was that Dwayne Wade more dynamic than this Tyler hero? I feel like we should end here with Royal. Yes or no. 2014 Dwayne Wade. First of all, me and Dwayne Wade share a birthday. I just wanted to put that out here on this pod. Cause he might listen to it. Dwayne Wade. We have the same birthday. I will never in my life pick Tyler Hero over Dwayne Wade. Yes, Dwayne was the better player, top to bottom. I don't care, in and out of the lineup. No way in hell you're going to make me say that Tyler Hero was ever at any point in his career better than Dwayne Wade was in that yeah. year. No. Yeah, peep, peep, peep the counting stats from Dwayne. 32 minutes, 21 and a half points, 47% field goal shooting, three and a half rebounds, 4.8 assists. Like, it's just like, and that's- Tyler's numbers are better. Dwayne. Tyler's numbers like, are better. The county, eh, if, you, if you go by the counting stats, they're better. Tyler averages 21. It's close, Wait, but come on, way more possessions. But he listen, the playoffs play tell. LeBron James either. The, the, this, when we're talking about this team being a soft one seed, the playoffs tell. The playoffs tell. It's All right, let's, let's finish there. Thing, Alex, yes, thing. go. You want to talk about this conversation right here? Like, that was an easy path to the finals, man. The heat, that 2014 team that had to go through the Pacers who almost collapsed on themselves in back-to-back <laughs> rounds, that's an easy path to the oh, finals. No, they did. I'm, I'm already over this whole easy path thing because I get that the Heat dodged the good part of the bracket, but, like, getting the Cavs in the first round of Jared Allen's back – that's a pretty damn tough AFC. Do you think you get the Sixers or something in the second oh, round? You get the Bucks He's going to be his finals. back in the shape. He, that's not whoa, 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 whoa. AFC. I'm saying as an AFC compared to like the, Nik- the Nikola Vucevic magic you usually get as the AFC. So you that the- 2014 team, Royal, that 2014 team in the first round played a, a team that Awarded. was sunk when Al Jefferson <laughs> got plantar fasciitis. And I remember we were trying to make that a series and Al walked into the arena and literally he had two people helping him into the arena. Al Jefferson. Okay. That's what we were talking about in 2014. That team had an easy path. Man. Too. Who was their second round opponent that year? Was it the Nets? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, 85 year old Kevin Kevin Garnett, 90 year old Paul Pierce. I, you I will barely not ruin, remember that series. You will that not was ruin a, the greatest four years of my fandom with your slander, Ethan J. Stoney. I would not tolerate it. <laughs> I looked through those years with rose-colored glasses. It was tough every year. We struggled, but we were the best team in the league. He Tony Douglas, him. Royal. Tony Douglas. He this team is, this team is better than that team. That's it. No more. No more. Royal A. Shepard, find him on post up 5R. Tyler Hero this year was better than that. Dwayne Wade, I'm sorry, Dwayne. I, oh, you know how I feel no. about you. Uh, and uh, Royal, Greg, 
Uh, thanks to our sponsors, therapistpreferred.com, prizepicks.com, you break, wheel fix, water cleanup, florida.com. Have a good night, everybody. We're going to continue this after. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.